2: Good afternoon everybody and welcome to invest talk it is thursday march seventh, 2019 i'm steve peaslee and i thank you for joining me today and i hope you will call me today as well with all your investing or financial questions anything financial we'll talk about of course that includes stocks which most people do want to talk about but it includes everything financial so i really would appreciate a phone call here in InvestTalk and KPP Financial, our firm, we, we, I always implement a philosophy of independent thinking and success, uh, shared success. Shared success means I buy and sell the same things for myself as I do for my clients at the same price. In all, my, all our accounts, I make sure I'm on the same side with the same position, same percentages in my portfolios as my clients. So that's what I mean, shared success. And independent thinking means we don't just buy somebody else's ideas. That never seems to work. You ever notice that? And you're buying stocks because you heard about it and it was a good idea, you thought. It doesn't seem to work. That's because by the time you hear about it, it's too late. We have to think independently. And, of course, our goal is always, always, always financial freedom. That we can make, you can decide to work, not work, do something we like, go and Lay at the beach, whatever it is you want to do. That's the goal, financial freedom. Today in this hour, I'm going to do my best to help you get there for that financial freedom goal. And every day we try to do that. Try to help you get there. By, by, and how we do that is with your participation, asking questions. So we know. So I know I'm addressing your particular issues, not just what I think is important. Even though I do want to talk about what I think is important. But you drive the show. Our number is open. Our number is open right now, 888 99 chart. 888 992 4278 You can call me right this minute. Okay. It has been a tough week in the market, as you noticed, I'm sure. The market has rolled over from its top. It's 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 had a great run so far this year, but now, now we're gonna see the first weakness, I think, of the market. And I don't know how weak that's going to be. I don't know how far down. It could stop tomorrow, but the odds are that it won't. It, the odds are good that it will keep going. Well, but the market is waiting for one of two things. It's going to either wait. It's going to either rally on the next Chinese trade deal, the deal that Trump has been working on. If that happens, the market will may rally or it may not depending on where the market is at that time. So, for instance, if the market gives up 10% from the top to the bottom right now, and then he gets a trade deal, well, that's going to help the market a lot. If the market's already rallied 10% or is right near its high like it is today and it gets a deal, I'm not so sure how much that will work, impact it. So we will just have to wait. We just don't know. And what if the deal, what if the market... Interprets the details of the deal with China as not being very good. That can happen too. Amazon is closing 87 of its so-called pop-up stores. Did you hear that? Now this is not a major wrinkle in 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 uh, in um, um, Apple. I mean, I mean in Amazon's plans. This was a test they were doing, anyways. These pop-up stores. I never understood them. Why would they build? Why would they build stores when their whole concept is buying everything online and and that's doing so great. I never understood why they would think stores would work. Anyways, also they but you know, they're also planning opening dozens of grocery stores. Hmm, and potentially thousands of Amazon Go stores, Amazon Go stores. I don't know about this grocery store idea, you know, with the uh, with uh it's not working out the the when who they bought they bought uh, whole foods it's not working out as what as what they thought it would be grocery business is a tough business I mean you' gotta have lots of items in the store you gotta have like so there's a lot of what they call shrinkage with things go bad and produce and other things you know it's 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 a tough business so I don't know uh, Charlotte Russe, the store called Charlotte Russe, the ladies' fashion retailer, they're closing. 500 stores. They're liquidating the inventories. They're going out of business. So, yeah, more evidence of a the retail ice age. At least for some retailers. Man, not Walmart, Target, Kohl's. There's some that are doing fine. Dollar stores, Dollar General stores, they're doing fine. Kroger. Kroger, you know, is is the second largest retailer in the United States behind Walmart. And Kroger is a grocery store chain. Okay? They have revenues of $115 billion. So they're big. They were down 11% today. They missed their profit expectations. Remember, this is the same thing Amazon wants to get in. Grocery business. And they missed their profit expectations and, you know, the expectations for next year and this, the rest of this year are not that great. Not bad, but not great. Uh, and Kroger, just so you know, they, they own Fred Meyer, Harris Teeter, Ralphs. And did you know Kroger was founded back in, in Cincinnati in 1883? Well, that's a long time ago, 136 years ago. As you can tell, there's always interesting news out there. I think there is. But I love reading this stuff. But You know, you come first. This is a question answering show. So if you want to ask a question, I'll give you an answer. Time to give us a call. 888-99-CHART.
3: Hey, Steve and Justin. Quick question for you. I'm very interested in investing in the cannabis industry as it becomes legalized. Um, I've read some uh, articles about how there's a bill being proposed right now to possibly start allowing banks to invest and give out loans to some of these companies. I'm particularly interested in canopy growth. Uh, I've read a lot of good things about it. Just wanted to get your take on it and see what you guys think. Thanks.
2: Okay, everybody. Anytime you call about a company, you need to give me the symbol Um, because I don't have time and many times I can't. Okay, CGC, I think, is the symbol. Um, but you got to give me that. you got to give it to me so we can look it up fast. Um, otherwise, we have to look up the symbol, and, you know, we're pretty good at it, but, yeah, it takes time. Okay, Canopy Growth Corporation out of Sioux Falls, Ontario, Canada. I'm sorry, Smith Falls, Ontario, Canada. A Canadian-based company manufacturing sells marijuana for medical and recreational cannabis consumers. They don't make money, never made money. They're growing really, really fast sales. I mean, sales were growing 30% in the September quarter. and the most recent quarter, sales grew 350%. $97 million in sales. It's a $10 billion company that makes no money. That tells you how risky it is. That's what that tells you. It doesn't make any money. I don't find companies that don't make money. Just, just not my cup of tea. Uh, can you do it? Sure. Um, so should you do it? Should you do it? Uh, well, you can do it as a speculative move on, uh, with a very little bit of money but not n- it's not a very good idea to have your portfolio full of companies that don't make money. In fact you shouldn't have I, I would suggest you don't have any. Now will this company make it probably. Uh, How much is it worth? Is it worth $45 a share and making no money this year, next year, never made money? It's going to make money at some point because the sales are growing so fast. But they have even negative cash flow. So they're burning money. They're not making any. They're just going through money like water. It came out of IPO uh, uh, last year, in the middle of last year. This company, CGC, Cannabis. And uh, IPO did what? Uh, the first trade was like around 30 bucks, 25, 30 bucks, somewhere in there. I don't know. It's not for me because it doesn't make money. I don't like buying stocks that don't make money. Uh, could you do it and will it work? Well, this is one of those things you can roll a dice and it may just work out very well for you. It's just not for me. Listen you're listening to Invest Talk, I'm Steve Easley and I will be returning to San Jose this Wednesday, March 13th space is limited I think we have one slot left so you might be able to squeeze in if you want to just go to investtalk.com investtalk.com register send us an email and we'll be in touch with you. and now I'm taking your questions live at 88.99 chart
0: in today's market more than ever you need unbiased investing guidance because it can help you achieve financial freedom. This is Invest Talk, and you've come to the right place. Steve Peasley is here now, taking your calls live. So step up with your questions, 888 99 Chart.
2: Okay, we're going to go to Noel in Napa Valley. He wants to talk about wheat and precious metals. How are you doing, Matt, Noel? Uh,
3: yeah, I just. Uh... Was reading about that. I was just wondering what you thought about about it. WPM.
2: Okay, that's out of Vancouver, Canada. Uh, Canadian buyer of, of, of purchase agreements for silver, gold from mining companies in North and South America. So it's not a gold and mining. It's not a mining company itself. It buys purchase agreements. A lot of companies, and what does that mean? A lot of uh, precious metal companies will sell their in-ground gold ahead. In other words, they know they got so many ounces in ground, and so next year's they're going to be digging out X amount of uh, gold, and they sell it now. Okay, they can. That's called forward selling forward. And these kinds of companies, wheat and precious metals, can buy it buy it and be- betting that the gold price, they'll buy it at a discount because they're giving them money now and they're hoping the gold price will go up well so they'll make profit that way. So um, this is not a mining company, so it's not going to act uh, like a mining company even though it'll probably act well if gold goes up and act poorly if gold goes down. That's pretty much assured. But don't think it mines gold. It does not. Uh, it's a bit pricey. They say they're going to make Forty seven they they say they're gonna make forty seven cents for last year. We haven't got the final numbers yet. And then fifty three cents for this year per share. That's the estimates. But they made sixty over sixty cents the last two years before that. So you know, they're making less money. You know. So how much is fifty three cents a share? I mean, uh, well, if you give it a you know, a, a, a twenty PE, that's ten dollars. Per share selling at $21.64. It's expensive. I wouldn't buy it here. Too expensive, Noel. If it pulls back down to that $15, $16 range it was trading at in December, that might be a good place to buy that. But I wouldn't buy it here. It's too pricey right. for you. Mm. Too pricey. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Noel. Thank Appreciate you, the dude. call. That was. Thank you. WPM, Wheat and Precious Metals, everybody. And you know, um, I think I've mentioned oh, a couple hundred times that. Uh, uh, precious metals uh, do works very well in the late economic cycle. Works really good in inflation. We don't have an inflation, and it works really good in um, in recession or war. You know, people run to it for safety. Our main talking point today: lawmakers have introduced legislation to tax financial transactions. Hmm. Is that a good idea? Will it work? Especially with the reasons they're giving, I I think we need to explore that a little bit. We're going to talk about that. Um, What you give up when you retire early. People don't think about what they're giving up. They just think about the benefits. Oh, I don't have to work. But you're giving up certain things, and you've got to make sure you're okay with that. I I wrote down three things I think are the most important. The Bayes book was out. You know, the Federal Reserve's Bayes book looks at all regions of the country. We're going to talk about that. And women are better than men when landing a job. Women are better than men when landing a job. I hate to tell you, fellows, I think women are better than men, period. <laughs> in most things. <laughs> Be honest. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and I think you should know that Jessica Klein and I are independent financial advisors. We have a duty and a commitment in, in, to, to always Put your interest first. That's our job, so fiduciary requirement that we have. And we do that We do that by using parallel investing and I mentioned at the top of the hour, and that simply is we put our money right along, alongside our clients. So we know we, as we, we are doing our fiduciary duty. Give me a call, 888-99-CHART.
0: This is Invest Talk, the KPP premium newsletter distributed to each subscriber's inbox on Fridays, provides a summary of the market week that was, offers a look ahead, and even points out notable stock ideas. You can subscribe anytime at investtalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here and the lines are open. 888-99-CHART.
2: 888-992-4278, Our main talking point today: lawmakers have introduced legislation to tax financial transactions. Is that a good idea? Will it work? Um, okay, let's explore that a little bit. Um, what they're, they're proposing—well, depends on which ones you talk about, because you know so there's competing, uh, competing uh, legislation. But one uh, is they would cha- t- tax. Each transaction, uh, a certain percentage. So let's say if you bought a thousand dollars or sold a thousand dollars worth of stock, it would cost a buck. Now their idea is they think this will help the economy. Uh, no way will this help the economy. I don't know where they think that this is going to help the economy. Their thinking is it will reduce uh, reduce, trading. reduce uh, trading. It will reduce computer-driven trading. It will now, it, it probably won't do that, but even if it did, that does not go where they think it's going to go. And, of course, they're saying well, they're going to make $775 billion, $777 billion over the next 10 years. That won't happen either. What will happen is the trading will go to some other exchanges. They, the thing that I love about politicians is they think them changing the laws means everything will stay exactly the same, but they're going to tax it, and they'll make X dollars. They think changing the laws will not change people's behavior. It will change people's behavior. It's just a matter of how much. Now, whether it's a good idea or not, I'm not smart enough to know. But I am smart enough to know that adding more taxes and giving the government more money never seems to work. No matter how much money you give them, they want more. It doesn't matter how much. They just want more, because they want to be in control of spending your money. But um, this is a good or a bad idea? Well, I don't know. You have to let like experts decide that. Um, um, I just know from history. I've been doing. I've been around for so long, watching all these taxes go up and up and up, and then reduce, and then go back up, and then go around. And whenever they make changes, people change their behavior. The most striking example of that it was here in California a number of years ago, when the state legislature, in their infinite wisdom, decided to have a luxury tax. I think I mentioned this once or twice, and the luxury tax was going to be on boats uh, and on cars over a certain amount, worth over a certain amount of money, expensive cars. And it was a luxury tax in addition to sales tax. And the luxury tax was started at ten percent over a certain amount. You know, so up to a certain amount there was no luxury tax. But after a certain amount, that was ten percent. Well they do they they were so happy that this was gonna produce hundreds of millions of tax dollars for the state. And you know, it was a wonderful idea and it was taxing the rich. You know, which you know, how many decades has that been going on? Taxing the rich. Um, and it absolutely made them zero dollars, and in fact, they got less tax re- revenue, less. And it repealed that luxury tax within two years. But there, but the damage in the boat building industry was already done. Boats, people went. Uh, people buying big boats; don't have to buy them on. They buy them anywhere they buy them in Florida. They buy them in Arizona. They buy them in California. That's exactly what happened. The boat industry in California dried up. Luxury car sales shrank tremendously. People would go to a different state and buy the car, and get, to get 10 10 less. I mean, it's just this monumental stupidity that you don't that the politicians don't understand that whatever they do may change behaviors. So, if you want more tax dollars, you got to understand well what will this what behavior will this change. And that's what this—that's what I'm concerned about on this uh, financial transaction bills that they're putting out there. Will it change? I don't know. I'm—I'm I'm not smart enough to know that. But I know that you know, there won't—the people who are paying will be paying, depending if this the fast transaction traders those those computer-driven models—they'll change. They'll change in some way. And probably there may be a lot of people getting fired uh, that it's closing down that whole business, section of the business go away. That's possible, too. And how many jobs will that lose? And that won't get you any more tax dollars, will it? Nope. Who knows? Okay. Our investing term. Here's an investing term you should know. Return. Rate of return. Rate of return. A rate of return is the gain or loss on investment over a specified time period expressed as a percentage of the investment cost. Gains on investments are defined as income received, be dividends or whatever, and capital gains. What's the rate of return? What's the rate of return that you got? Or let's say it's a house, and you bought it for a million dollars and sold it for um, $1,100,000. Your rate of return would be 10%, but then minus cost, right? So that's what the rate of return is. So it's a pretty simple, straightforward kind of term. But, something you need to know. 888-99 chart on the next Invest Talk. The next battle for central bank independence is already unfolding. And this could potentially destabilize the entire global financial system. That story is going to be tomorrow. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley, and I'm ready to take your questions at 888-99 chart
4: your typical workday can be very busy assignments appointments responsibilities obligations sometimes you start early and end late for that reason alone you may already be looking to the future to a period when your money your accumulated assets are working for you and ultimately creating financial freedom there are many voices suggesting financial planning services but there's one company one firm that offers a balanced variety of strategically designed investment plans. One firm that applies decades of experience to enable a client personalized collaboration. One firm that can show you how to optimize an investment portfolio that fits your lifestyle objectives and risk tolerance limitations. One firm that speaks with a clear, logical, and unbiased voice. Start with a contact call to KPP Financial, or visit kppfinancial.com.
0: This is InvestTalk. Are you doing everything possible to make sure that your investments are performing as well as they should be? Well, there's a treasure trove of wealth-building information freely accessible right now at investtalk.com. You'll find investment strategies and unbiased guidance. The phone lines are open, Steve is here, and he's ready for your questions. Call
3: 888-99-CHART. Hello, Justin and Steve. This is Mike in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. I'm feeling a little lucky here in Kentucky. Got a question about preferred shares ETFs as my fixed income portion of my portfolio. I'm looking at two, which is the iShares Preferred Income, which is symbol PFF, and Invesco Preferred. ETF, which is PGX, that's Papa Foxtrot Foxtrot and Papa Golf X-Ray. They are in the five quarter to six percent dividend return. But what are your thoughts about a preferred stocks as my uh, funds like that for my fixed income aspect of my diversification? And I guess how these these two uh, funds are doing. Appreciate your thoughts and comments.
2: Okay, both these are preferred ETFs, as he pointed out, and one, they, they each follow an index, but two different preferred index. Preferred stocks, preferreds are act, act like a bond. Uh, they pay a set rate over a set period of time, usually. Uh, so they are they're, they're like, they act like a bond. They pay a particular rate of yield. Um, and, but they also have some aspect of the underlying stock. So, instance, you know, Ford wanted to issue preferred Preferred shares, stock, it would do that, and you know, it, it, it the the prefers are only as strong as the the company they uh they that issues them. So these are falling index, so that means it's a ton of different preferred. So there's safety in that there has lots of diversification that you can't call it safe. It's just safety and the diversification. Um, and I have a problem with you having this as part of your portfolio. Uh, it is the income part, um, uh, then you're paying six, exactly what you mentioned, a little over 5%. But I don't think you should load up on them either. Because in a recession, remember the underlying company uh, issued the preferreds, or if they're tracking an index, the whole index will go down in value, and these will go down in value. And depending on you know how risky that index holds, what kind of preferreds where, uh, some of the companies, you know, if they go under, they can't pay the they can't pay the yield. So it behooves you to know what's in the index. There you know, some really weak companies that pay a very high yield, and you're getting attracted by the 5.9% yield. Then it's a very risky stock or stocks that are in the index. I wish it was simple, but it's not. You gotta you gotta be very careful. Just gotta be careful. Okay, okay. What do you give up in retirement? You know, and, 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 and if you retire early, what are you giving up? You're giving up something. You're obviously giving up the salary, right? But let's just assume that that's not the issue, okay, because you have that, that income covered. You're giving up all, uh, other things, too. How about your sense of value, your sense of worth, or, put in another way, your influence or your power. You're giving that up because you don't work. And therefore, you're no longer around other workers and other people. Or you're no longer the boss. Usually, you know, if you can retire early, you've been the boss. So you're going to give that up. Maybe that will make you feel make you feel less. A lot of people have trouble with this. There's been a lot of suicides over this. So be very careful. You also are probably given up a lifestyle that you're going to have a change in your lifestyle. Obviously, you're no longer working, so you're not part of the working class. You're part of the retirement class, whatever that is. Are you ready for that? That lifestyle change, and many times it's with less money. Many times. And that goes to the the third reason that you have to be aware of. You're giving up security. You're giving up income security because you're no longer making income. So you're giving up the security of that paycheck or whatever, how you got paid, no longer coming in. And how does that, how does that make you feel? And again, that goes back up to the first one, your source of sense of value. Hmm. So all I want you to do is make sure you understand these things that you're giving up. Because you are giving up some important things about your life. Some people, I know, I have know, I had friends who parents years ago, suicide. Because they retired. They didn't want to retire. They were forced out because they were old. And suicide. Because he lost all sense of value. This, the only thing he had was his job. So there's a big danger. Don't be, you got to have other interests. I'm Steve P's and this is the best Talk. New listeners may not realize that we have been producing this program five days a week for 20 years. Monday through Friday, 4 to 5. Almost the same hours, too almost all that time we've had different hours sometimes on different stations but so we've made you know we we are sure to offer timely financial investing news that's what we do tempered with unbiased investing advice that's what we try and the program is always improved by the diversity and curiosity of you your questions that's what drives the show and makes it interesting so please keep those questions coming and we're sure going to tell your friends and family members about Invest Talk. We, pro- we broadcast live in the Bay Area and stream live through investtalk.com Monday through Friday at the 4 o'clock hour Pacific time. Of course, you can also podcast it too. You can download anytime you want. And now I'm taking your questions at live at 8899 chart.
0: This is Invest Talk made possible by KPP Financial, where they describe their services as independent thinking shared success and invest talk listeners and kpp clients alike are invited to take advantage of the many products and services of kpp financial for example the invest talk radio program and its podcast replays the new online training experience invest talk academy the kpp premium newsletter distributed each friday and the next, no-cost portfolio review opportunity with Steve Peasley. Yes, Steve will be returning to San Jose, California on Wednesday, March 13th to meet with InvestTalk listeners who understand the value of having a focused portfolio strategy. If you register and then make time to sit down with Steve, he can very likely show you how to maximize your investment performance. These are free consultations, but space is limited. So get started now at investtalk.com.
3: Hello, this is Ariel Lajardo. Uh I'm like in deep in Texas here. I'm a recent and new investor, and I'm recently new on your uh, podcast here. I just want to know some simple tips. I'm doing Robinhood for now. I heard that was a great beginner stock portfolio type of thing. And I'm only doing like $75 every paycheck. It's around like $400 I invested so far. So, you know, I can have some tips or something. I can start off. I'm only 24. I really want to, you know, do something with this. Thank you.
2: Well, you know, when you start out with that little bit of money, which is great, you're going to grow over time. Um, I would suggest an index, tracking the index, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, or the Dow, the Russell 2000. Those are all indexes. The S&P 500, the ETF for that is SPY. So you can buy the whole 500 index with your money. Um, and you, the Nasdaq index which has more tech, tech, uh, uh, more tech stocks in it. Is QQQ? That's the simple. Okay, and the Dow 30 is 30 largest stocks, oh, about the 30 largest stocks, not necessarily, but 30 very large companies. Uh, the Dow Industrial 30s, which is the oldest index, and you can buy that by uh, by an ETF as well. Uh, there's several different kinds, D-O-W being the most common. D-O-W being the symbol. So that's what I would do. I would start with indexes. I wouldn't try to pick stocks. You it, you want to manage a portfolio of stocks. And until you get it to enough money, which means, you know, $30,000, dollars 50000 you can't buy a whole portfolio of stocks. You can't buy one share of this and one share of that. you got to buy enough, you know to and not cost too much in the trading and then i so stick with the indexes that would be a better way to go for you as a new investor and then learn learn how the stock market works it takes years but it's interesting and i have a book list on my website go to my website and uh, kppfinancial.com or investtalk, talk kppfinancial.com and and you'll see a, a book list there on one of the drop down menus at the top and uh um, you know, there's lots of good books, beginner books, advanced books, any of those books would be very helpful for you. So, good luck, and and welcome to the group of investors. We've all, you know, you want to be wealthy, that's one path. You just, and, but you're never going to get rich quick. You get rich slowly. If you have a mentality of getting rich quick in the stock market, you'll not get rich because you'll take too many, you know, on things that don't make money. So, just make you can get rich. Just do it slowly. The market was down today. This has been down all week. The Dow was down 200 points today. The Nasdaq down 84. The S&P down 22. So the market has been weak every day. You know, even when it was up, it was it was very little. So this has been a kind of a downward movement, and we're starting to see a rollover. I kind of see a rollover happening in the major indexes. And I can't tell you how far it will go down, but my gut feeling is it's going to have a, a, you know, some retraction of the V bottom it made. And so just expect it. There's no reason to be panicking about it or anything. It's just expect it. The baseball, book. Do you know what the baseball book is? The Federal Reserve puts the baseball book out, and it's a survey of the 12 regions, the 12 Federal Reserve regions in the United States. Uh, uh, and it's a it's a it's kind of a survey of the economic conditions in each of those regions, okay? And of the twelve regions, ten reported slight growth, or in a moderate growth in some of them, but slight growth mostly. Two of them, no. I think that was a Philadelphia region, and whatever the other one's close to it. I think those two. And, um, said, and remember, the federal the Federal Reserve has been targeting slow growth, slower growth this year than last year. So the beige book kind of is tying into that concept because the beige book was not a very upbeat book. It's not I don't know the tone was kind of muted, kind of uh, things don't look so good, kind of thing. Even though we're growing, they still don't look so good. And I've noticed. Trust me, the Federal Reserve is wrong a lot. So they could be could be totally wrong guidance on their part. Okay, you want some examples of where they've been wrong? I can be happy to give them to you. For instance, uh, last year, the Federal Reserve was worried constantly about inflation. And rose interest rates every time. Almost every time, seemed like it anyways, even though they didn't. But it's, they rose interest rates last year consistently because... They were worried about talking about inflation. Never had inflation. Never was a problem. Still isn't. They are wrong. They were wrong. They should not have been raising the rates all last year. Maybe once or twice, but not the number of times. So this year, you know, started in, It's really uh, funny. In December, they raised the inc- rates again. In January, they said, oh, we're going to be patients now. In December, they said we'd anticipate raising the rates in 2019 two or three times. In January, their tone changed completely. Well, maybe we. What happened from December to January? <laughs> what? <laughs> so I think they were wrong on their call. They finally admitted that there was no inflation. Inflation was not a problem they finally admit looking around the world and see that the world is not is shrinking in their gdp the gdp is not growing it's shrinking not negative in the world and they find out oh, maybe that's why we're not getting inflation. Yeah, yeah. so don't i don't put them on a pedestal man because they they're not You want some more examples i got them how about how about the problem well why don't we go to another caller i can keep talking about that 888 99 is our number. Here's another call.
3: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I was just wondering if now is a good time to be investing in REITs or when, ideally, is the best time in the market to be doing that? Should I be waiting for an extra session or when's the best time? Thank you.
2: Uh, yeah, the, the best time is in a recession to invest in the stock market and real estate investment trusts, REITs. Also, a good time to invest at that time. Remember, it It might not be a bad idea now because the Federal Reserve has stopped raising rates, just like I talk. But REITs, real estate investment trusts, many of them rely on financing and refinancing debt and financing new purchases. So you got to be careful. The more debt they have, the problem. They they probably are doing worse and worse. The less debt, are pretty good. So because um, interest rates have risen, so if they have debt come in due that they got to refinance or they want to expand, they can borrow money at higher costs. See, and that's negative that's on the returns for REITs. That's very detrimental to the returns. So uh, when interest rates are very low, that's probably the best time to buy REITs or when interest rates are actually falling would be a good time. So it's not a bad time because I think interest rates have peaked and we might get a reduction of in interest rates and we have seen mortgage rates go down. But um, the best time would probably be in a recession for most, most, uh, but you know, there I don't, I don't have a problem buying REITs if they don't have hardly any debt right now. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. I'm Steve Peasley and you're listening to a stock. And just what do we do here? Well, we help you work toward your goal, achieving that financial freedom we talk about all the time. We help you. We want to help you. And, of course, we manage people's accounts, and that's what we do. We help them achieve their financial goal. We talk about it, find out where they want to be and how long they need to take to get there. So give us a call. You can ask us anything you want financial. 888-99-CHART.
0: Tomorrow on Invest Talk, the next battle for central bank independence is already unfolding. And this could potentially destabilize the entire global financial system. That story tomorrow. But now, Steve is here, ready with answers, and he's waiting for your questions.
3: 99 chart. Hey guys, this is Michael from Nashville. I had a question about Wab Tech. Ticker symbol watermelon, apple, banana. I have some shares of GE and they announced earlier this week that they spun off their transportation business and merged a little bit with Wabtec. So I want to get your opinion on WebTech and see if it's a good hold. I had a small percentage of my shares be converted into Wabtec stock. Thank you. Well,
2: the quick answer would be yes. I think it's a good hold. WebTech, WAB, manufactures value-added equipment for locomotives, freight cars, passenger transit vehicles. It's a $6.7 billion company. It has been consistently making money over the years. Uh, it's going to make four dollars and sixteen cents in 2019, after making three dollars and eighty-one cents last year. That's the estimate: four dollars and sixteen cents, and that's after three eighty-one. And then next year, four dollars and ninety-two cents, eighteen percent increase. Sales have been increasing. The only little negative we have in the most recent quarter. Sales increased increase only four percent. Before that, they were always in the double digits. So they, the sales kind of fell off a little bit. Well. That might be because of world economic growth slowing down. That might be because of you know the uh, partial shutdown of the government. You don't know why. You got to find out. That's what you need to do. But even let's say it, it you know, let's say that it's slow. Well, this tra- stock is trading at less than 15 PE based on next year's earnings per share, and it's in the five-year range is 14 to 34. So it's not very low of its range. Uh, it was at $112 in the middle of last year. Well, in September last year, the high, and then it fell all the way down to $67 or so. And today it's at $69. Recently it was up $77. It came down to $69. So I think it's I think it's a hold. I think it's a very reasonable price. It doesn't pay much of a dividend, but I think you're going to get your capital appreciation out of it. It would. Uh, the stock is worth closer to, you know uh of 75 to 85 dollars and it wouldn't surprise me if it goes back over 100 you might just have to wait a bit WebTech. w a b w a b so i think it's a good good company since you got the stock spun off to you women are better than men when landing a job now how do they figure this out well money- Sixteen percent more successful. Sixteen percent more successful getting the job after they apply. Women, sixteen percent more successful. Remember, they have these things, and eighteen percent more likely than men to be hired when applying for a more senior role. Now, why is that? Well, they had some explanations to why. Women are more selective. At the jobs they apply for. Men apply to any and all jobs. Women are more selective, and what they want. And they don't. They don't interview as much, much as men. So because uh, uh, they apply for twenty percent less jobs than men, twenty percent less. Hmm. Also, women are more likely to want to know about day-to-day operations or day-to-day tasks before they take the job, men don't. They don't look into it as closely. And, you know, I'm, I think that this is probably true. Uh, I'm pretty sure that women are much more selective. And, and I do this by, you know, my years of, of hiring women. I've hired a lot more women over the years than men. And I think they interview better. They also work harder, (laughs) and they do more diligent. I mean, there's, I'm, I'm not saying men aren't. I'm just saying, as my personal experience over the years, I found that women are more intelligent about about the jobs they take. And once you get them, they're more they're more reliable. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with this survey. I'm going to go. Okay, I think that, that's probably right on. Oh, well, another hour's up, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley, and I appreciate you being here for this hour. And thank you for your local oil support and questions. I do appreciate that greatly. I hope you return to the program because we're going to be back tomorrow. We'll be here Monday through Friday, 4 or 5 Pacific time. So you can make a call tomorrow and ask any financial questions. You know, tomorrow I'll be talking about the KPP Premium Newsletter, too. Have a nice evening, everybody.
1: Good night. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically.